0: Now, Creamer
1: and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Yo, what up? Six o'clock club. How we feeling? Happy Thursday. Happy
2: Thursday. Should we do the chant
1: first? Yes. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, So I think we all need this right now. This should feel like a shot of coffee. That's really what we're going for here. Uh, This is our little thing we do every Thursday morning is we just try to get you pumped up for the weekend because we say Thursday typically is kind of the hardest day of the week because it's not Friday, definitely not Friday. Once you get to tomorrow though, like it's it's all uphill. It's yeah. just like you're going. But today is going to be tough because it's, like it's an actual full work day. So we do a chant. It's three words just to get you through the day. It goes one more sleep. 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 That feels good. Okay, 6 o'clock club. Let's uh, let's give you some shout outs. This is anybody in Maryland that's awake first thing in the morning. We just want to shout you out. Say good morning. Thanks for being a part of this little club. There's not many of us, but we're proud, okay? So text us, 410-583-1065. Who's up?
2: Veronica, good morning. Our Greek goddess Diana from Annapolis. Our kinder care ladies Karen and Amber. Magic Mike in Pasadena. Christine, BA trucker Brittany, beautiful Beverly. Jay from Glen Burnie. Uh, Clever Kevin checking in. John, the Annapolis locator. Terrence, John from Middle River. Sexy Dan from the Eastern Shore. Cindy in Westminster, good morning. Uh, Drew from Precise Performance. Kathy in Parkville. Steven from Kent County is here. Mr. W from Town, uh, Grace in White Marsh. Dante, Lisa, Anthony from Catonsville. Terry and Jake in Westminster, good morning.
1: Are you mentally prepared for your your trip this weekend?
2: Uh, I don't think so. You it's going to be crazy. If
1: you've been here, I'm just wondering... How you're gonna handle it. Like like, will you learn a very valuable life lesson? I know a lot of this week we've been talking about Jess's hangover at this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in case you haven't been here at the six o'clock club, Jess had her thirtieth birthday on Monday. On Monday mm-hmm. Went to Chili's of all places. Should have that should have been harmless, by the way. Yeah. Chili's it wasn't. at noon on a Monday.
2: Yeah.
1: And then she just kind of kept drinking from there. So she came on Tuesday. Like we almost didn't have a show Tuesday, to be completely honest with you. Yeah.
2: Because
1: Jess partied a little too hard. <laughs> so like now this weekend, I guess for those who don't know, do you want to explain your birthday party? Plans.
2: Yeah, so I'm celebrating my birthday in New York. We have some friends coming to town from California, and it's going to be their first time in New York as well. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. So are you, I'm a little
2: nervous, honestly.
1: Do you feel like at this point, it's Thursday morning, are you prepared mentally when it comes to like, to okay, go through it again? I completely, I, I learned a hard lesson on Monday. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're still going to be drinking that hard this weekend?
2: I mean, probably because one of our other friends is also celebrating their 30th birthday. So I feel like it's just going to be a mess. Because why wouldn't it be? You know, all of us getting together. Jessica. They're going to New York for the first time. Like, what am I... What
1: would Tuesday Jess say? What am I going to do? What would Tuesday Jess tell tell Thursday Jess?
2: Um, She'd say, take a lot of pictures in your 13 going on 30 dress that you got on Etsy.
1: <laughs> Six o'clock club. <laughs> she ain't going to learn this trip, I don't think. Text us, good morning, welcome to our show Now, now,
0: now These are the top three Trending stories in the city
3: The Baltimore Top Three Three. With Jess Number three
2: Baltimore's very own Freya Mojica, a student at St. Joseph's School, Fullerton, was selected as the 6th grade Grand National Champion in the 32nd annual Zaner Bloser National Handwriting Contest, meaning Freya had the best cursive handwriting among all of the 6th grade entries from across the country. This contest is the longest running and best known competition of its kind in the U.S., attracting close to 80,000 students each year in kindergarten through 8th grade. Dang,
1: that's impressive too. Isn't that cool? Even as an adult, man, I'm not. I'm not good at cursive. I don't think I ever really was, you know? And the fact that, too, think about this. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, kids probably don't write nearly as much as we did back in the day. Because yeah. you're typing out so much, you know? Yeah. So, that's cool. Number two.
2: If you see a video telling you that you need to replace your underwear every six months to a year... Ignore it because apparently that's not true. So every few months, a video will go viral on TikTok, right? Where someone will say you have to throw away your underwear every six to nine months because it's building up bacteria, even if you wash it. But according to several doctors, you never need to replace them. Uh, Dr. Christine Greaves, an OBGYN in Orlando, said, quote, if you're washing your underwear in warmer or hot water, you are cleaning the bacteria off them. I'm not sure how we feel about this because a new survey also found out that one of eight Marylanders say their significant other's worn-out underwear is their top complaint about well, them.
1: We've had this conversation before with Garage Boy and holding on to underwear too long. I mean, y'all know. Listen, I I'm, I'm literally holding on to my last pair. I've had it. I've had a pair of underwear since the eighth grade.
2: Yeah, and
1: I I rarely wear them. Um, but you just have them. I just have them because it, now it just seems like a, like a, like, a, like a like a treasure. I mean, I think those both can be true though. Right. Like you you can hold on to them and for your partner to find them annoying and also not to have some kind of like terrible bacteria inside of them. Right. So leave your man alone. Okay, let us keep (laughs) her underwear. They're comfortable. Number one.
2: The Kelly Clarkson show is shining the spotlight on an everyday hero who is making a positive impact in the world. And one of those heroes is from right here in Baltimore as part of Kelly's final countdown to crowning her good neighbor of the year. Kelly had Martin Schwartz on the show. He is the founder of Vehicles for Change, a Baltimore nonprofit repairing donated vehicles and selling them at extremely discounted prices to low-income families. And Martin actually shared that being since being nominated by Kelly, um, he has newfound credibility, credibility nationally, which has allowed them to get more cars to families in need.
1: And that's going to be such a beneficial thing for them to, you know, because let's be honest, I never heard of them, you know, I didn't know that it was right here. First off, number one could be a really good service for somebody in need of that, you know, Mm -hmm. like, if if you're, you know, financially you're strapped, and I understand, like, that's got to be super tough, and my mom actually worked with Um, Women who were transitioning out of abusive relationships into Mm -hmm. a home for about 60 months to a year to kind of get back on their feet. Mm -hmm. And that really is one of the hardest things she ever had to deal with was how do you get back on your feet without transportation? It makes it a whole lot more difficult, right? Yeah,
2: and if you or someone you know isn't needed to this or if you would like to donate, you can visit vehiclesforchange.org.
1: That's cool.
2: This is Jess, and that was your top three.
1: I know your single friends have told you, oh, my God, dating gets so much harder after the age of 30. And I think that these stories will prove it to you today. In the singles table. Hey. You're now sitting at the singles table. I know where now, with Kramer. Mix 1065. Yeah, sit down. I will make you a mimosa. I know it's a little early for drinking, but
2: Uh uh-uh, uh, you drink mimosas in the morning.
1: I mean, but it's literally the middle of the week. <laughs> so I don't know if today would be like the appropriate day for one.
2: That's true. Don't it's, do it. I'm
1: not gonna judge you. But ask Jess as someone who decided to start drinking way too early in the week. Yeah. Kind of ruins everything.
2: Yeah, it does. That's not why
1: we're here. This is not an intervention. This That's- is this is to bring you the singles <laughs> news of the world. I'm a single man. I've been so since my divorce five years ago. And it's weird, man. It's a weird space to be, especially divorced. It's weird. Uh, so whenever there's stuff going on in the single world, I'll bring it to you. There's a, there's a question on Reddit asking... People to talk about like the hardest parts of dating after 30. And I found this to be so damn true. And listen, I think if you are single, you'll be able to relate. And if you're not, maybe this will give you compassion for what it's like to be dating after 30, because it does change completely. This one person said, We're all walking definitions of baggage. And it's true, man. Absolutely. Like, as you, I mean, I'm not, baggage doesn't have to necessarily be bad. You just got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like when you were 21 and you met your partner. And like y'all had literally nothing. You were both making like $14 an hour, didn't have a house. and everything, Nothing, right? Just easy. Combine your lives. Woo. Like I, well, my ex-wife didn't think twice about it. Done, right? Nowadays, like, well, I got this kids and I've got this house and I've got this and I've got this. How in the world? I can only see you for like 30 minutes a week. It's like, yeah, I get it. It's too much. This, this person on Reddit said, the fact that all the guys that I've dated have already been in long-term relationships and are now mostly just looking for, for flings. I felt like i missed out on the good parts and was kind of left with the scraps. Aww. And I guess I never thought about that because I mean, I'll admit
2: that's
1: kind of the place you're in. Yeah, you know, post divorce, like, yeah. I was like, I was, I just did a serious relationship for ten years. Mm-hmm. I'm okay to like not do something serious for a minute, but I can only imagine if you've never done one before and that's your goal.
2: Yeah.
1: It'd be tough. We're talking about this question on Reddit. They ask people over thirty, "What's the hardest part about dating?" Somebody said CPAP machines.
2: I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> you know, your sleep apnea. You see people wear masks oh, at night. Oh,
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Having to bring that over.
1: <laughs> that is true. Oh. Nothing will take the take the sexiness out of the mood. Looking like Darth Vader. <laughs> like a CPAP machine. Oh,
2: man. It's okay. Uh, listen,
1: I completely relate to this one. This person on Reddit said, it's not fun in games anymore. People feel late or behind. First dates are often like, "Are we compatible? Do you want kids? Are you okay with kids? Are you ready for a serious relationship? Do you make enough money? Do you have a home? Politics." It's like it is true because like speed dating. In your twenties, you're just like, "Whoa, we're drunk. Let's go hook up." And like, not you know, think about now, dates literally are like job interviews because everyone does feel to be like more on a timeline, you know. And I think this is uh, maybe the saddest part about dating after the age of thirty, according to this person on Reddit. You're way too old for Leonardo DiCaprio. So like that's... Oh, here we go. I've got to tell you the original plot for the third installment of Indiana Jones, which by the way, came out this week back in uh, 1989. Wow. It was not the, the last crusade. It was not what you would expect. And we'll get into it today with our Throwback Thursday. All right. So... This is a segment we do every Thursday where we just go back and listen to number one songs in Maryland uh, mm-hmm. from previous years, and then I'll take you to that moment pop culture history, all right? The number one song today, back in 2016, would have been Drake and One Dance. What happened to that guy? He never really took off, did he? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, only just has one of the biggest tours this summer.
1: I think he had that one song and that was pretty much the end of that guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, back in 2008, the number one song in Maryland today would be Rihanna and Take a Bow. Another artist we never heard from again. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> What if you had to say what was your what is your favorite Rihanna song? Is there one that you can just take away and be like that's my favorite?
2: No, there's so many. Take song because there's just so many vibes of Rihanna that like you there isn't just one. It's based it's based on your mood. Like how are you feeling that day? Are you feeling sexy? Yeah. Are you feeling vibey? Does someone have your money? You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of different vibes
1: because if so then be better go get it. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Uh, the number one song in 2007, I'm sorry, 1997 today, would have been Hansen and Mbop. Were you too young for this one? Yeah. 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 So I, I tell this story like every time I talk about Hanson. <laughs> I, I was so attracted to the youngest Hanson, who I the thought hair. I could have sworn was a girl. We all thought possibly, because we didn't have the same access to celebrities like we do now. So we just saw this music video. Okay. And Taylor, I think it's Taylor Hanson, had like the long hair. And we all like, is that a girl? Because if so, she is very, very cute. Still a cute boy either way, Beautiful. right? Beautiful. Yeah. All right, let's go back to this actual plot of what was going to be this week back in 1989. It was Indiana Jones and the last crusade to hit theaters, right? Wow. So before Steven Spielberg and George Lucas had the idea to have him go after the Holy Grail, he, <laughs> the plan was to actually, this is true, have him fight a ghost. Okay. In a haunted mansion. Okay. That was actually going to be the last installment was going to be Indiana Jones. It was when it came to the trilogy, was going to be Indiana Jones uh Fight a Ghost in a Mansion for the the Fountain of Youth was going to be the whole plot line of, of the final trilogy. Mm-hmm. Okay, to be fair, I can't get into Indiana Jones. Are you a fan of the of the of the series,
2: honestly, the only connection I have to Indiana Jones is that it's my favorite ride at
1: Disneyland, and that's it. It's fair. It's
2: like my all-time favorite ride.
1: I can only, I've watched the. I've watched the first one.
2: People are probably so mad at us. I'm right
1: now. so mad. This is this is so disrespectful. It
2: is. I mean, Harrison Ford is still out here.
1: Iconic. Yeah. Got a new one coming out soon. We Seriously. can't talk trash on. All no. I can tell you though is, for the very first one, I've gotten to the scene where they're in the classroom for the very first time, and I've fallen asleep every single time.
2: No. So,
1: but anyway, fun fact about uh, The Last Crusade. Actually, it was supposed to be about uh, hunting for ghosts, basically. Uh, the directors actually had resisted doing the Holy Grail at first because of Monty Python and the Holy mm. Grail, which was obviously like a big movie, right? But ultimately, they decided it was best direction to round out the trilogy. Uh, and they went with it despite their hesitations, and it kind of did pretty well for itself. Yes, yeah, so just a little. little fun fact for your Throwback Thursday today. This is Jennifer from Westminster. Hello, Jennifer.
3: Good morning, guys. What's up? You're not letting your sister bring
2: her boyfriend to your wedding, right?
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot about this.
2: Yeah. yeah we wow. Haven't, we haven't talked about this in a while.
1: Uh, well, backstory, I guess, really quick, if you're just joining the show, you know, Jess is getting married in less than a year now, mm-hmm. and you and had was, a little talking, dilemma.
2: Yeah, I was talking to you guys about um, giving my sister a plus one or not, because I had already... I I didn't think that was a good idea to give her a plus one just with it was already and has been very difficult getting the guest list to a certain amount um, with very close family and friends. And she... Wanted to bring um, her, her boyfriend of a few months.
1: <laughs> so this is like brand news. So, yeah. So, so her sister's already asking, like, hey, can I bring this guy? And Jess I mean, is like, Yeah, I she, don't.
2: she asked me immediately before they were even t- together officially as well.
1: So we were talking, we were debating this, I don't know, a few weeks ago now, like, what, you know, what to do. Like, how long does somebody need to be together before they actually get a wedding invite, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What, what is the latest? So,
2: actually, I recently just found out that she told her boyfriend that he's coming anyways without without uh, 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 without consulting the bride or the groom of uh, without consulting the people that are getting married.
1: How did you find that out? Uh,
2: from my friend actually. So one of my best friends was at our at my parents' house and they were all like they were celebrating something and uh, her boyfriend actually goes to my friend and is like, dude, I'm super stoked for for the wedding I got I got the invite and my friend's like, what? And he was like, "Yeah, like I'm, I'm going."
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. How does how did that make you feel?
2: Um, honestly, I have not talked to my sister or my parent or my parents about it yet and what <sighs> no matter how cuz when we had this discussion there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of people were coming at me about who get to plus 1 and who right. doesn't get a plus 1 and i'm telling you right now it all comes down to like to money yeah and both of us have very big families and so if plus ones were going to be given out they're very like special to me you right, know what i mean right, cuz yeah. i can't invite everybody that i want to invite right and i think no matter how you feel about the plus 1 situation it upset me because this has been kind of like a common issue that I've been experiencing when it's come to this is like, no matter what you guys need to talk to us and like, you need to see how we feel about sure. things. So now nah, it's, you can't it's just like
1: invite somebody to somebody's wedding. yeah, like, and, that's-
2: and not even that, but like, like more than just like the plus one, it's just been frustrating because I feel like, it's gotten a little out of hand on like who like my parents want or like sure. my grandma wants or even my sister wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. About people being there and Garage Boy and I live across the country and we want to have a wedding of people that we're close to and that we actually know. And so no, I'm not like some, it's not a priority to me. So you can have all your best friends there that we don't even know and that we're not even close to. So I haven't talked to them about it yet. I'm just more upset that, like, that decision and that conversation was had without me or my fiancé.
1: Well, what are you going to do, though? I mean, are you going to let her bring this guy now that he already thinks he's coming?
2: I honestly don't know. Um, I think if, if he ends up coming... There just needs to be boundaries there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's just something that, like, Garage Boy and I have to God, look into. That's tough,
1: though. You know what that's I mean? That's tough, yeah. yeah. Jennifer, what do you think? I mean, do you think she should let her, let her sister's boyf- her, you know, <laughs> boyfriend come at this point?
3: I think your sister's being a brat. Yeah. And I think the day is not about your sister and her boyfriend hanging out. Yeah. The day is literally about you and your fiancé. That's true.
2: So- yeah. Okay. I appreciate well, that. there
1: you go. Four words. That's all you need to know. How about them O's? Woo! In honor of the Orioles, it's time for Jess's favorite game. Uh, We've been playing the last couple of weeks called Name That Big O.
2: I don't like games.
1: So, let me explain how this is going to be played because you actually can help out here in just a couple seconds. Yes. Uh, Name That Big O is how this works. Is every one of the answers in this game is going to have a big O sound in it, okay? So mm-hmm. just that's the only clue that you get. I'm going to name some uh, descriptions of some people, places, things, possibly movies, songs, whatever. Mm-hmm. All these answers have big O's somewhere in the word of the answer, okay? Okay. So let's play this round of Name That Big O in honor of the Orioles taking on the Yankees tonight, 705. Jess, this city is known as... The Windy City. <gasps> Chicago. So, Chicago. Oh. Yay. It's absolutely correct. Jess is one for one. I think this round actually is pretty fairly easy. I'm kind of running out of O words. <laughs> <laughs> as we progress. There's, not, there's, not, there's not a as I'm doing my research. Not a okay. ton of O words. All right. Number two. This actress, model, and singer is oh. known for playing comic bl- uh, blonde bombshell characters. This actress, model, and singer uh-huh. is known for playing comic blonde bombshell characters. Answer has a big O in it. Can you give me a character that she's done? <sighs> that's kind of whack. It's old school. It's old school. Nobody recent. Oh. She, is, she has since passed. I will give you that, but that's all oh, I can geez. tell you. Yeah. But she's known for this blonde bombshell.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Think about it. Who comes to mind? You're like, Pamela! <laughs> I
2: know! I was like, Pamela Anderson! Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Give it a shot. Anybody come to mind? Comic? Yeah. She pl- known for this almost, uh, it almost seems like a comic style. Like It's
2: a comic style, but it's, it's not like comic. It's like a
1: Pamela Anderson. Almost like over the top, mm-hmm. if you will. I don't know alright we'll pass Just a zero for one get ready to call in with that answer by the way uh, this is the highest mountain in Greece no <laughs> this is the highest mountain in Greece Euro <laughs>
2: <laughs> no you didn't want to
1: say Euro <laughs> no, no idea you're no. going to pass on this one too I've
2: never been there
1: I don't, most of us haven't. We could probably still answer this question. You don't have to go there, Mykonos. by Mykonos! The what?
2: Is it Mykonos? It's
1: not Mykonos. No. That, that is in Greece. but That is not Lindsay uh,
2: Lohan. No,
1: that's not, that's not it. Uh, all right, we're going to get you ready to call in with that answer, too. Highest Mountain. We're playing a game called Name That Big O and Honor the Orioles. Every single one of these answers has a big O in it. Number four, Jess, this 1996 movie tells a Shakespeare tale... <sighs> And stars Leonardo DiCaprio. (gasps) Romeo and Juliet. There it is. Romeo and Juliet. Very nice. All right, final question. This movie is about a newly engaged couple having a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frankenfurter. What? (laughs) What? I look, she's got no idea what this is.
0: When did this, this movie, movie come out? It, it's actually a movie
1: and stage. I think it's a stage show, right? Yeah, it's a stage show. Uh, it's about a newly engaged couple having a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frankenfurter. Oh, Jessica, oh name that big O.
2: Where a doll's house? I'm kidding. <laughs> where, where are you getting?
1: Pamela <laughs> Where
2: are you getting this? Come
1: on, this is popular. This is this is a this is a well-known show. Like you what do should... you mean?
2: Like it's on Broadway right now? I
1: don't think it's on right now. The
2: Lion it's... King.
1: <laughs> the Lion.
2: I don't know.
1: Alright, 410-583-1065. We got three answers we gotta get here. Actress, model. I would say those are the two things she's best known for. Comic, blonde, bombshell characters. The highest mountain in Greece. And this movie about the highly, the uh, newly engaged couple showing up at Dr. Frank place, of all the people in the world, guess who we have on the phone? It is our one and only. Not only is he a radio superstar in this town, mm. uh, this this one of the stars of today's 1019, also our boss, it is Tom Cook, everybody. Tom what? Cook! <laughs> Tom Cook <laughs> What a fantastic introduction! <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, you're sitting here, you're listening to these two, these two dummies playing a game. Yeah,
2: you're probably like, "This is so ridiculous. Why does he do this to her every week?"
1: Let me end this. <laughs> do you? I mean, that, that's exactly what I think every week. That's
4: exactly what it is. <laughs>
1: Did you? Uh, do you think that you could take on these last three questions? Let's give it a shot. All right. This uh, this actress, model, and singer is known for playing comic blonde bombshell characters. Has a big O sound in the title. Tom? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe.
2: description Monica. you give to me for Marilyn Monroe comic. I'm thinking like Marvel. I was thinking like in my mind
1: <laughs> like I The told Avengers.
2: There's so many <laughs> Other things you oh. Jess
1: was trying to go for Pamela Anderson, but just couldn't make an that O sound of it. That well, was the worst. I was like maybe Christina Applegate, but I'm like, that doesn't uh, make any could sense. Could have been either. good. Could have been good. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe was our answer. Very nice. Okay, next question that oh Jess couldn't goodness. answer. The highest mountain in Greece, name that big O. It has oh. a big O sound in it. It is Mount Olympus. Mount
2: Olympus. Oh <laughs> my
1: God. God, that took me a second.
2: No. I couldn't have been like you know in Hercules.
1: Come on, I was gonna say we can even use that. That's, you what, want you, to know. that's what you know. Oh. Okay. So, you, so you purposely.
2: Here. So you just admitted you purposely have descriptions that I'm not gonna no, know, so I get them wrong. I think
1: everyone listening had to have known that one. Okay, let's no. let's see if our boss can go three for three with these final questions. This uh, this show is a newly engaged couple that has a breakdown in an isolated area must seek shelter at a bizarre residence of Doctor Frankenfurter. Name that big O. Going three for three. <laughs> stomping Jess. I'm sound like such a geek because I know
3: that. That is the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: Rocky Horror Picture Show. I that might have been a
4: scratch. Jeff yep, might have been a scratch. I'm just saying.
1: Tom, um,
2: <laughs> you- I didn't. I've never even seen. I've never even seen it.
1: Jess is. Jess literally knows that Tom holds the power to be able to cancel this game. Uh, but we still have done it now week after week. So Tom, this game sucks.
3: <laughs> I was going to say Jess is going to come down uh, shortly
4: after this and say, I think we need to kill that game. <laughs>
1: this may be in our post-show meeting today. <laughs> uh, well, you know how we, we typically end this. We like to have a lot of Orioles love here, Tom. Uh, Tom, our boss, ladies and gentlemen, can we get a uh, Let's Go O's from Tom, our boss? Let's Go O's! Yeah! Now, now,
3: now.
2: These are the top three trending stories in the city.
3: The Baltimore top three with Jess. Number
2: three. Disney's Frozen the Musical is coming to Baltimore and for one theater actress, the Hippodrome performance is mark a homecoming. Howard County native Caroline Bowman has the starring role as Elsa. Um, she actually went to Glen Glenelg High School where she met the best drama teacher in the entire world, Sue Miller is what she says, and then she went to Penn State to pursue acting and Frozen the musical opens at the Hippodrome on June 7th and runs through June 18th.
1: That's cute. How cute is that? It must be fun too to like come back. I've always thought about this. I go to a bunch of the Hippodrome shows. Yeah. Like to be able to come back here and for like all your friends and family mm-hmm. to be able to like show up and support you and cheer and you on. Elsa. Love that. <laughs> Number
2: two. The TSA says it's ready for the summer travel season, which kicks off this Memorial Day weekend. The TSA says they are expecting to screen roughly 10 million travelers this weekend with the rush starting on Friday. The agency hopes some recently made changes uh, will lead to a smoother check-in process, but still warns travelers to get to the airport at least two hours before their flights. Um, One change includes allowing children who are 17 and younger to go through security checkpoints with parents enrolled in TSA
1: pre-check. Yeah, Jess got smart. She's going to New York this weekend. You're taking the bus up there? Yeah, we're taking the bus. I wonder how the train will even be, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm flying. So Monday, I'm flying to Costa Rica. I'm going to Costa Rica on Monday. So I'll be traveling on Memorial Day. Yeah. Uh, Don't know what to expect.
2: Just be patient. And, it's going to be busy no matter what.
1: And I'm taking Frontier. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally there can't be a worse combination. <laughs> International travel on a holiday on Frontier. <laughs> I'll just say a prayer, okay? All right. Number one.
2: During her show in Atlanta this week, Stevie Nicks thanked Taylor Swift for writing the song, You're On Your Own Kid, which is on her album Midnight. Stevie said the song has helped her mourn the loss of her Fleetwood Mac fanmate Christine McVie. uh this is Taylor's song you're on your own kid her splashes the fireplace as she's await ages to see you there I search the party better bodies just to learn that she never cared you're on your own kid
1: like what's what's the the premise of the song do you know really like what's what's really about.
2: Well, I think, okay, so obviously, St- do you, do you want to kind of go into how Stevie, sure. she, yeah, she, yeah, so yeah, so this yeah. is Stevie explaining why it's meant so much to her yeah. and helped her get through the loss. As long as Chris was
3: even on the other side of the world, we didn't have to talk on the phone. We really weren't, you know, phone buddies. It was like, and then we'd go back to Fleetwood Mac and we'd walk in and it would just be like, hello sister, how are you? And it was like, no, never a minute had passed. Never an argument in our entire 47 years. And now, I'm having to learn to be on my
2: own, kid, by myself. So, you help me to do that. So that's kind of, when I when I listen to that song, yeah. I've taken it that way. Kind of, you're going through life and there's, cer- there's certain yeah. things that you really are on your own about and like no one can help you through nobody can understand right. and so I think to have somebody like Stevie Nicks to be like hey thank you for writing this song because cool. it's helping me kind of go through my grieving process right. was a really cool moment to see Yep. this is Jess and that was your top three brought to you by Lido Pizza
0: do you feel a little crazy doing it it's about to go down <laughs> perfect we want to know everything dish oh, oh. it's talk me out of it please with Kramer and Jess Mix 106.5
1: all right, anonymous. We've we got you in the voice disguiser. So, what is this uh, "quote unquote" crazy idea you got going through your head? Okay, so it wouldn't be right for
4: me to give my stepdaughter a cake for her eighth grade graduation
2: because
1: she's overweight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I
2: don't know. I'm not sure.
1: I think we, we'll need to like we'll need to uh, to know more. So, how is this even like an issue right now?
2: Yeah. Okay, I have two
4: kids. Hmm. And there's my husband. Mm -hmm. We are all on a healthy, you know, eating healthy, weight loss journey. So my stepdaughter, when she comes over, sometimes she doesn't want to eat that way. And that doesn't feel right to me. Anyway, I have her two weekends out of the month. Her graduation is coming up. It happens to be on a weekend that I have her. Mm -hmm. She wants like a big cake if she wants
2: maybe a pinata with candy that comes out of it. And uh, I feel like that's how, you know, any eighth grader would want to celebrate their graduation. Right, Right. except
4: if they're super overweight. And I hate to say it, but she is not healthy. And I think it's a bad message. I said, well, what if we make like some fresh vegetables, we make like a charcuterie board and just make it fun. Uh Anyway, she goes and tells her mom my idea. And her mom calls me on the phone Chewing me out That I'm this terrible person And I'm fat shaming her daughter And I'm mm-hmm. like I don't think I'm fat shaming your daughter I'm saying, I think we have to teach This kid some structure And some boundaries
1: What does your husband think about this? Because that, That's her father, yeah?
4: He's on board with, with my point of view about it You know, he gets it We talked about it for a couple months Before we got on this plan that we're on And he's, he's on board now
1: Okay. You still you think that the the doing the healthy graduation treats uh, is is the way to go?
4: I mean, yeah. I honestly like don't feel ethically correct doing anything
1: other than that. Okay. Um. 1065 If you've never been here for, for uh, talking me out of it before, basically what anonymous is saying is that I my stepdaughter is graduating from eighth grade. She. Is overweight, And I feel like even though she wants to have like cake and candy at, for like a graduation celebration, that would be a, a mistake of mine. If I'm trying to teach her like healthy habits, like, um, and, and especially if she's, I guess you said she was getting like made fun of for her weight. So that's just kind of contributing to like the, the problem in your mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. 410-583-1065. Do we tell anonymous to go for it? And then continue down this path, or do we talk her out of it? Kids will be kids.
2: I don't think you should take away her celebrating her eighth grade graduation of like wanting a cake. I get, I get where you're coming from, and I know that like you are coming from a good place, um, but I don't think that like taking away a cake from her when she's when she's like celebrating something is gonna like fix all of these things i feel like there's a better way to go about it and i also feel like maybe you guys should have a discussion like between you and your husband and her mom because obviously what you guys are doing at your house is way different than what's happening at her mom's house and i think that kind of sucks for you know your stepdaughter to kind of be in the middle and not know what's going on because in her mind she's telling you i want a cake for my eighth grade graduation you're like no you're getting vegetables how is that going to make her feel
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I was, like, I was the overweight kid. And I, you know, I'm kind of seeing this from both sides. Because right now, especially, we're so... We're so sensitive about body issue, right? Because I, you know, I grew up in a different time where we weren't, and it was just like you were—you were the butt of the joke. Where now, people have really done a great job, I think, of like accepting all body types, which is really, really good. With that being said, do I wish that my parents would have instilled healthier habits in me at a younger age? I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. That's my point.
4: Yeah, that's my point. Like, there's never a good time.
1: Right, and that's, so that's, I'd be curious to hear from parents, like, how do you feel? 410-583-1065. Anonymous is saying that my stepdaughter wants to have a graduation party. She wants to have cake and candy. I wanted her to eat, you know, basically fruits and vegetables instead and only healthy foods because she's Mm -hmm. overweight. Uh, Do we tell her to go for it or talk her out of it? 410-583-1065. Bonnie from Baltimore, you know, she is debating if she should kind of force her eighth grade stepdaughter who's graduating to have, like, healthy options for her her graduation. She's concerned about her weight. Like, do we tell her to go for that or do we talk her out of that? Well,
0: I think the cat's already out of the bag a little bit because she's already – told her stepdaughter what she wants to do.
3: Right.
0: And I'm all about healthy choices. I felt like I had the same struggle with my husband and other people when my kids were growing up. Everybody wanted to give them a treat every time they turned around. Right. However, I don't know, I mean, are her own kids going to be able to have cake or candy or a treat at their graduation? Mm. Because if you're treating them differently, then you basically are saying you're heavy, and so we will withhold this from you. That's what I think, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's that's so, true.
0: Right. Now, maybe she loves charcuterie. Maybe these are some of the fun meals that they've made together. Yeah. And so maybe there can be sort of a, a little bit of a, of a give and take. Right. But it's a special occasion, so of course, we're going to have cake for dessert.
1: Right. I feel that um, no, that that's
0: that my
1: that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. And as a mother, that's what you would think would be the best option.
0: I do. I don't think that somebody who is overweight is going to learn anything by being told, especially now if you're an eighth grader, that because you're overweight, you never get to celebrate. Okay,
1: that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. Thank you for calling us with that. Sure. Lisa in Cockiesville. So, you know, she is debating if she should give her eighth grade graduating stepdaughter healthier options for her graduation party. Do we tell her to go for that or do we talk her out of it?
0: Having her stepdaughter two weekends out of a month is not. She needs to celebrate this because the girl needs to be able to want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. taking a graduation party cake and, and candy
3: away
2: is not helping, it's just going
1: to make matters worse because you're not celebrating totally. a graduation well, you know, that's, you know, my I, and, and I, I'm I not disagreeing but I will, you know, I will, I guess stand up for that one re- thing of like what if, you know, like, like we don't want this girl, and obviously I don't know enough about how much she weighs and where she is in her health and everything else, right. but like like, isn't it? Isn't it even a step-parent's responsibility to step in at some point and be able to say, we're not going to choose bad options anymore?
0: Well, not if she doesn't have her all the time. I mean, if she's going back to her mom, if she lives with her mom and they are not going to say plan, it's not going to work.
1: Okay, so you think... And the stepdaughter has to
0: want to change her eating habits. But I don't think cake at a graduation party... Is going to
1: matter. Okay. It's her graduation. Celebrate it. Got it. Got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for calling us. Oh, thanks. Have a great day. You too. This is Christina Angel from Pasadena. I mean, you know, she's considering at this point, she's saying, you know, I think that I need to give my stepdaughter healthier options for her eighth grade graduation party because she thinks, you know, we there's a weight problem. Do we tell her to go for it or talk her out of it?
3: Uh, we got to talk her out of it. There are a few points that need to be made here. Uh, one, my favorite term is parent politics. This falls under parent politics. This is something that children should have no idea is even happening and for their parents to handle and determine, mm. you know, behind closed doors to come up with a plan. Obviously, if it's around health, I see why the stepmother feels like she may be doing the right thing. Right. But as a stepmom, you're supposed to be a bonus mom. and You're not there to make your life miserable. Right. And, or change her, you know, monumental moments for the worst. Right. One, if she's been made fun of for being a bigger young lady, what do you think they're going to say about her party? That seems like it's for you know an overweight person with only veggies and things like that. Uh, right. They're adding to that, there—that's a good and point. And then secondly, there's always an alternative. Why not get a gluten, you know, friendly or a sugar-free cake? If don't take something from her, mm. everyone who lives a healthy lifestyle has an alternative. They're not miserable. <laughs> And you shouldn't make her miserable, even during the transition. You have to be able to find ways to get her involved in wanting to live a healthier lifestyle. Totally. Otherwise, she's going to grow up hating her as an
1: evil stepmother. So, what do you think? Then, do you think? I mean, is it is it a bad representation? I think that's what she's concerned about. Like, is it a, is it a bad representation if she's like, "Hey, even though I know that you have, you know, you may be struggling with your weight, uh, is it still in okay?" In
3: my eyes, the only bad representation is how she's approaching her stepdaughter.
1: Dang. Okay. There we go. That's what we need to hear. Thank you for calling us. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you, and have a great day. Happy
1: Friday Eve. Uh, anonymous. Yeah. So after hearing all this, what are you thinking?
4: I, I don't agree with anything any of those people said. It doesn't work for me. It makes no sense to me. So well, she's you, eating, she's going to have vegetables. She's going to have fruit. That's what we're doing because it's the same choice.
2: Do you kind of want to think about it, or have you already made your decision typically? We no, I ask... don't. I mean, frankly, the more I hear these people say this nonsense, I'm just like, no, I'm pretty clear I'm
4: in the right here
1: well, typically, we're
4: just afraid to have boundaries with their kids. Your kids are not in charge of you. You teach them.
1: You know, typically we, uh, you know, we have people call back and kind of give us, uh, you know, what, what they, they actually doing. decided to do. Is that something that you'd be interested in doing?
4: I've told you what I've decided to do.
1: Okay. So there's no, there's no more, no discussion here. No. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Well, that's... That's a first. <laughs> that's a talk me out of it first. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, it's fine. Well, um, will,
2: yeah, if we already know the outcome, no point in waiting till later, I guess. Thoughts? Uh... I get where she's coming from. I just feel like the way she's going about it is a terrible way. I like, I don't know.
1: I don't think I don't think she called in for advice. No, yeah.
2: I think I've, she was hoping just to get a bunch of people being like agreeing with yeah, her. Yeah, a lot of times we will.
1: Not a lot of times, but every now and then we'll get a caller, and if it's for this segment or if it's for any any of the segments mm-hmm. we do, and. They don't really want to know your opinion. They just want people to, to agree with them. And yeah. I think the fact that like nobody was really agreeing uh, didn't sit well. So anyway, that's uh, that's talking me out of it for this week. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening.
0: Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if
1: you think we've earned it, give us five stars.
0: Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And
1: check out the Kramer
3: and
0: Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com. <laughs>